Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are really in great expectation and the thought was already expressed that the Lord Himself might be present here so that we experience it just like then at the beginning so also now at the end that we would not only have a commemoration of what was once upon a time but that we could testify it happens today again through the ministry of brother Brenham we were shown that God is not a God of history but he is a God of the plan of salvation and that the, that the Lord in reality after 2000 years came down again in the supernatural cloud in the supernatural light time and again he came down and Brother Branham of course saw this light hanging above the person for which he should pray and then the Lord showed him who the person is and what he should say. This was reality. This was not only a claim. This we witnessed life not only once but hundreds of times we witnessed it how the Lord God manifested His presence directly and this happened in connection with the last message with the last commission which God had given that now before the return of the Lord just as then at His first coming there was a messenger with a message to forerun the coming of the Lord, to make the crooked straight and the rough places plain, and to make every mountain low and every valley high, and to prepare a people for the Lord. That's what it is about today. Not about any special doctrines, but about the divine teaching through the word. As it was emphasized already in the song, that the anointing must rest upon us. The same anointing which rested upon the prophets and upon our Lord and upon the apostles must rest on us so that we understand what was given to them by God and what they have written down so that really all are being taught by God. Now, that we are living in a special time, this we all know. And that it is the end time is also well known to all of us. 
It's not things which we desire or like. It is what God has said in His Word. And he who reads the prophet Daniel and also the other prophets and also in the New Testament, he finds the word end time, time and again. In Daniel 12, it says, seal up the book until the end time. Many shall search in it. And so, knowledge shall be increased. And in connection with this, it's written in the same chapter, many shall be purified and tried, but only the wise shall understand and the wicked shall not understand. It's written in the same chapter. Who are the wise? It's those to whom God opens the understanding for the scripture so that they can see the promises in their fulfillment. Brothers and sisters, we are not being taught by men, but we are taught by God through the word, by the spirit. And therefore, no one needs to teach the other one anymore because they are all being taught by God. As it is also written in, the, in Acts chapter 1 that our Lord Himself was teaching His disciples, speaking with them about the kingdom of God. So it is really in our time. Yes, there are a few things which we want to briefly touch upon. Whether we must remains to be seen. We all heard about it, that the, a change is taking place in Rome. The system remains the same. Regardless how the change will be, it is the end time and everything must happen as God wants it. Even on the other side, everything must be fulfilled as it is determined in God's plan from the very beginning. Very important is that in the Vatican or in the Roman Church itself, it is being believed, it is being believed, one can read it in this book here coming from Jerusalem that altogether only 266 popes would be. This is the conviction and the board in the Vatican has exactly 266 compartments and with the going home of this Pope, 265 are being filled. Just one, just one rubric is left, and that will be then the last one. It's written here in this book. 
when everything turns like a whirlwind around Jerusalem, then comes a Pope from the East, and then he is mentioned by name, and only two Popes will come after him, the one before the last one, and then it says, Gloria Olivia, glory of the olive, he makes peace between the Jews and Arabs to make Jerusalem the world capital. Then comes the last Pope, the 266th Pope. He makes himself God in Jerusalem. There he erects his throne until God puts him in chains. With this the worldly church history comes to its end. End of quote. Yes, these people are writing who have dealt with this matter. We are of the conviction that on both sides everything must come to its climax. And he, who was listening to the news, he knows on what the emphasis was placed. That Pope who brought the unification, who has taken down the walls and who tear down the fences, who reconciled nations with one another. And now comes, of course, the main task, and this will be with Jerusalem. In alignment with the prophet Daniel, that a covenant will be made. And if it is written like this, then it will also happen like that. So, everything is so far prepared that the last development is taking its course and then the end will really be. But I don't want to go into details because it just goes too far if we on this high day would deal with these kind of things. So much we all heard about. It was also said in the news that success, success was made to build bridges, to tear down walls, and that now only one thing is left to unite the world community and this in connection with Jerusalem through the three religions Judaism, Christendom and Islam. All the others have to line up somehow because they have no choice. I just maybe want to read something not saying anything about it, just reading, namely from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 17, 
verse 12 and the first part of verse 13. Isaiah 17, verse 12 and 13. Woe to the multitude of many people which make a noise like the noise of the seas and to the rushing of nations that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. With this we go to the prophet Daniel to chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7 here we read only verse 2 and 3. Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision by night and behold the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea and four great beasts came up from the sea diverse one from another four winds are striving upon the great sea Revelation chapter 13 Revelation chapter 13 verse 1 And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns. We don't want to even read on here. As in the natural, the sea is roaring, so also the great sea of nations is in motion. And as we were reading, the beasts, the world powers are coming forth. And the last world power will of course rule over the whole earth. That's how it is written in the prophet Daniel in chapter 7 in verse 23. Daniel 7 verse 23 Thus he said the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Then in Daniel 8 we read of that man who holds all things in his hand and who will execute all the power. Daniel 8, verse 24 And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, 
Not by his own power. Somebody else will give him the power. And he shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and accomplish and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Also here, we don't want to go into details. It happens, really, before our eyes. Mighty heads of states had to give away their power and had to leave the scene so that the united Europe could come up. But as already said, this is not our subject today. We have special requests which we want to bring to the Lord. And it is especially about our brothers and sisters in Chile. Yeah. I think it is on all our hearts that our brothers and sisters with whom God made a new beginning that they remain standing firm and that they pass the tests which come upon them that they pass the test. All the press in all the nations is of course dealing nowadays with the subject, with the subject of the German colony which exists there since more than 40 years and where many things were mingled with politics and where the rulership was not satisfied as they were first were thinking to just be a fellowship of people who wish to be close to the Lord and who want to serve Him in a special way. And then came, of course, the combination and the connection to politics and to various things like smuggling of arms and so forth. But let it be said here today, as it was also in the Third Reich and at all times, so it was also there. 99% of all who were there did, no, did not know anything about what the Mafia, the high-ranking people there, were doing. Also into this, we don't want to go into details. Our prayer is that God is with the brothers and sisters to whom he opened the eyes in the last moment that the Lord is just with them until the end. We all heard about it. On this weekend, it's exactly one year ago when the couple, Heinz and 
Irmgard Schmidt, they were here in the city of Bocholt, they made a visit there and they were picked up by brother Erich Schmidt because sister Lackner and brother Lackner established the contacts and they went back to Chile and the invitation came and three times since then I was there and all together of this fellowship all together 176 brothers and sisters at the three times when I was there they were baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ brothers and sisters we are grateful to God that he has led it in such a way that in the last minute our brothers and sisters received help from God and they could come to the knowledge of the truth. Yesterday, in our newspaper in Krefeld, there was half a page about Brother Frank and about Chile and about that what actually went on one cannot say that the article is good one cannot say that the article is bad one can just say that God may use this opportunity that all to whom he wants to still speak to that they are spoken to and that by this are coming to the knowledge of the truth today we have today our sister Anna Schnellenkamp in our midst the first fruit from Chile Yes, she sits here in the first row. Please stand up, precious sister, and turn to the audience. This is our sister, born in Chile, in this group, which is already 40 years there. And she experienced a day, I was present, when God revealed himself to her in a wonderful way, as we experienced it not very often. And as I said already, not only she, it was a number to whom God could reveal himself. Precious sister, be blessed in our midst. Be blessed there. And as there were also sisters in the Holy Scripture, who gave testimony like the woman at the well or like Lydia to whom the Lord opened her heart or the queen of Shaba take a good testimony with you speak with all with whom you ever get in contact with and tell them what God did great things on you in these days. Our sister was of course with us on our Easter trip to Böblingen and to Salzburg and then also to Zurich and now she's here. That's how the ways of God are. And you will 
be able to look back and you will, you will say, this was the day. You still rem remember that day in Santiago? Yes, we could actually all give a report here and say, this was my day, that day which the Lord has given me. Very grateful, I want to mention here, that brother and sister Lackner, they agreed, and already before me, at the last time, now in February, last February, they were in Chile, spending there a few days, and established even a deeper contact and together we experienced there the blessings of the Almighty God. Our sister testified of it. In all of these 40 years, of course she is not yet 40, not a single time the Lord's Supper was celebrated. The Bible was taken away from the people and locked up. Only the boss took himself the right to say what is written in the Bible, I will tell you. And God has just given grace already some years back when this, when this criminal left the camp there that the Bible was given back to the people and that all can now read freely in it. And may he also hear it. This Dr. Seewald, may he hear it if he wants to hear it. He, as the main opponent of the message, coming up with the pretense that the fall in the Garden of Eden could never have happened in this way, as it was shown to us and revealed to us from the scripture. He was that man who personally locked up the Bibles. He locked them up and the people were giving their Bibles to him, were giving their Bibles to him so that he locks them up and so that the people cannot read it in anymore. This man, this man shall repent in sackcloth and ashes and may he hear it in the name of the Lord and may he come down from his high horse and may he bow himself before the Lord God giving him alone the glory brothers and sisters God's word was not revealed to us that we put it anew under the bushel but unto the lampstand and only he who sees in what the fall actually happened and how we were born and begotten in sin coming into this world all of us we of course were born in sin not because our daddy or mommy just had a little walk eating some fruit. We were of course born because there was a union and then comes the birth and of course first the begetting. 
And so, the Son of God, by begetting, by the Spirit, came into the flesh to in reality redeem us out from the fall and to annul the first and to cancel it and then the birth and the begetting by the Spirit is valid for all of us. So we see the connections in the Holy Scripture. But be honest, the mysteries of God are of course not written on the surface that all know it and are informed. The mysteries of God are for the people of God. When we read of the parables of our Lord, He spoke to the multitudes in parables. And then He took His disciples aside and He said, To you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To the others he spoke only in parables. So it is up to this very day. Just imagine our Lord would have said in Matthew 28 directly would have said and baptized them and then he would have added what the name is. Then all would baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ without having the revelation about it. This God did not want. God wanted to reveal himself to his people. He wanted to reveal his word. So, when it is written and baptize them into the name and yet he doesn't speak out the name but Peter speaks it out and Paul speaks it out then. Through revelation it was done. Everything what comes from God comes by revelation. Today, this you already noticed, today we didn't have any time to welcome all of you. It's just like that with me, that I come straight into the Word. And this is of course the main thing. And yet I want to say, especially all those who are here today for the first time, feel at home and I can understand that the various languages are not used to our services in the German language and on our mentality. And I'm honest, I would like it best, I would like it best to preach here at this place in the English language, because it suits me better, because all over the earth I only preach in English, 
But this we cannot do in front of a German audience. So we just ask all the languages and all the nations to bear with us. And may God bless all our interpreters. Twelve cabins are filled into twelve different languages interpreting is being done. And I say once again, may God bless our brothers, our interpreters. Should there be also a sister, then may she also be blessed. We have no problems with blessings. So, just feel free be it from Finland, Sweden and as I mentioned already yesterday be it from Poland, from the Czech Republic from Slovakia by the way Brother Ondrasik is greeting all of you then also Brother Motika is greeting you from Johannesburg Brother Nyagi, the brethren they were phoning me all are extending their greetings God bless us from all over Europe, from Italy, from Switzerland, from Austria, from France, from Luxembourg, from Belgium, from the Netherlands, from all over. The Lord God bless us and may bless all from Romania in a special way. We have here our brethren, Brother Daniel, Brother John, Brother Florin, who are ministering with the word. We have Brother Müller from Austria here. We have our brothers here from Slovakia. We have, where are the brothers from Prague? All the brethren who are ministering with the word, the Lord God bless you. May he lay his words in your mouth so that your statements would be the words of God. We are just grateful for all brothers in all peoples, tongues and nations. Our brothers from Brussels, from Paris, from Orléans, our brothers from Marseille, our brothers from Lyon, our brothers from all over. God bless you and be with you. The Lord willing, we of course will be with Brother Schmidt in Uzbekistan this coming weekend. The third weekend, God willing, we will then be in Orléans and also in Paris. We just want to redeem the time because it is a precious time in which we are living. Now, a couple of scriptures and I would like to come back to last night. And yet, firstly, I would, I would like to read from 1 John, chapter 5. Just now, we were reading from Hebrews, chapter 1. Here stands out the word, just like it is written in John 19, about it is finished, about it is finished. Here, in Hebrews 1, just briefly, verse 3, who 
Our Lord, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power. His word is an almighty word. And brothers and sisters, whosoever has heard once the audible voice, he gets a very little idea of what Almighty actually means. Here we have it. The express image of His person and upholding the whole universe by the word of His power when He had by Himself purged our sins, purged, it is finished, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Let us come to 1 John chapter 5. Here it is mainly about verse 20. Let me read from verse 18. 1 John chapter 5 from verse 18. We know that whosoever is begotten or born of God, I will have to write about it to show it to each one. In the original text, there's only one word for begetting and for being born. Because the begotten is being born. And therefore, some Bible translators translated with born and some with begotten. The context must bring it. I read once again. We know that whosoever is begotten or born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten or born of God keepeth himself and the wicked one touches him not. What did Brother Branham say? As long as Adam and Eve were protected behind the word, they remained in fellowship with God. In the moment where the enemy managed to break through this shield, the word, and to entangle them into a discussion, then it was too late. Don't get involved in any discussion about God's Word. God's Word is God's Word. And this is enough for us. Discussing, others can do. And the enemy is always there. This we don't need. Only then the wicked one will not touch us if we abide in the Word. John 15, if ye abide in me 
and my words abide in you. Brothers and sisters, the time has become so serious that we cannot afford anything anymore which is outside of the word of God. No doctrine, nothing. If it is not written in the word, if there is no promise for it in the word, forget it. Leave it to your right and left side and walk on on the straight way with your Lord. In verse 19, and we know that we are of God. Do you know it? Do I know it? Can we, out of conviction, by faith in our hearts, can, not only by a lip confession, but in agreement with the word, can we say, we know that we are of God. Do you know it? Say Amen! We know that we are of God. But now comes the separation. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. The world sees me no more. Our Lord said, But ye shall see me. He who reads in Genesis 1, might be verse 5, there it is written, and he called the light day. The light received a name. Darkness received a name. He called the light day, and he called darkness night. And now, we must see the difference. When John came on the scene, he gave testimony of the light, and our Lord is the light. And he says even today, he who follows me shall not remain in darkness, but have the light of life. So, in the true following of Jesus Christ, we are walking in the light. And then comes the fulfillment, what is written in 1 John, in chapter 1, in verse 5, 1 John, chapter 1, verse 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Yes, this applies for God and this we believe. But now comes our part to prove yes, that our life proves that we belong to this group. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So, 
There must be a lining up with God and His Word and with God's people. Theory will help no one. Philosophy will help no one. Also a lip confession is not enough. It must be in agreement with the word of truth. Maybe the remark here, just look around in the circles of the so-called message. With whom do they have fellowship? With those who agree with them. And who, he who walks in the same direction and who agrees with this and that brother and with that what he says, there is pure sunshine. But the moment has come not to follow a brother and not to agree with him, but to follow the Lord and to agree with him and his word. And this, this happens really only when the next verse can become true with us. First John, chapter 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. So, this is wonderful. To this, we all say Amen. And, how is it with the second part? And we are in Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. So, not only recognizing who the true one is, but testifying and we are in Him who is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This belongs to it. Everything else is a lip confession. And this is found all over the world. And let it be said here also very clearly. At this place, we judged not any man. In all my 42 years, I have mentioned by name only two brothers, and I'm sorry about it even today. One time in the Philippines, in Manila, I mentioned one brother in a minister's meeting. I'm sorry about it even today. And one time I mentioned a brother in a circular letter, and for this I will be sorry until the end. We have no need to say anything, something about a brother or to mention him by name. But the responsibility before God must just be taken into account 
that we, by the true proclamation, have to show the divine direction, not the direction which comes forth from interpretations, but the divine direction which comes forth from the word. To us it is not enough, I just wrote it here down on a piece of paper, that we would, for instance, criticize at the Roman Church and we would list here that in the early Church there was no holy water, no processions, no sprinkling of infants, no confessional booth, no popes, no incense, no pilgrimages, no godfathers, no cardinals, no indulgence. No Ave Maria, no crucifixes, no celibacy, no rosaries, no purgatory, no prayer for the dead. Yes, one can continue the list here. If we say here today that all this was introduced by the church having no divine authorization, this was God has given, this is in this book. Everything else, everything else does not belong into the church of the living God. In the same way, we must be honest amongst ourselves. And this shall not be a judgment here now, but with a divine right, it has to be said here that everything, what is not in line with the Holy Scripture, that it has no legitima legitimation by the Scripture, and therefore it does not count before God at all does not exist before God. I'm actually reluctant to go here into all the details of these deceptions because some of these deceptions are, are even quite foolish and the, and the people already see it when they look at it carefully. So, let us leave everything and let us be content with the true proclamation of the true word. And as we were reading, or as we will still read, from 1 John chapter 4, verse 5, 1 John chapter 4, verse 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. Is this right? Is this true? We are of God. Before we were reading, He who is born of God overcomes the world. Only He who is born of God, He who received the word as a seed in Him, upon whom the Holy Spirit could come to bring forth the new life in us, only he who is born of God is of God 
And he who is of God, that's how it is written here, he heareth us. Why was John so sure? He who is of God heareth us. He was a witness in the days of our Lord. He was there, present, when our Lord was crucified. He belonged to those whom the Lord had chosen to carry the word. And believe me, God will never mix a true servant of God does not preach a mixed word. Mixed is the interpretation, not the word. The word is the original. Here we have brothers and sisters from Marseille. And the one sister told me, Brother Frank, I still remember that meeting in Marseille might have been 1972 when the brethren from Armenia, they were asking me for the first time about the seven thunders. And I just had to say, I don't know. And I went very sad into my hotel room, up into the first floor, and went to bed. But on the next morning, I told it here before, when I looked onto this wristwatch and when everything was over, it was exactly 5 to 5 in the morning. And the Lord woke me up with a tremendous voice. My servant, rise and read Second Timothy chapter 4. And then straight afterwards again, not, not again my servant, but he just said, rise and read Second Timothy 4. I did it. I was reading from verse 1 to 5. And then I started again with verse 1. And I was reading up to verse 2. Where it says, Preach the word. Be it in season or out of season. And already my thoughts went being led by the Spirit of God. They went to Revelation chapter 1, the first three verses. Blessed is he who reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. And already the, the Spirit was leading to Revelation chapter 10. And I was reading and there it says, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. Brothers and sisters, I say this in humbleness, but with all certainty. And even 70 angels would come from heaven and would say, we have the mystery of the seven thunders. Then I, Brother Frank, would have to say, please return from where you came from. 
For it is written that that what the seven thunders uttered, that it was sealed, and God alone watches over it to fulfill it when the time for it has come. Where the misunderstandings of our brethren start is, is in the point and in the fact when Brother Brenham on the 28th of February 1963 received the instruction out from the supernatural light out of this cloud into which seven cherubims were veiled in it was said return to Jeffersonville for the seven seals shall be opened and there seven mighty seven thunderclaps happened and Brother Bram said it was so tremendous that the tips of the trees they were cut off and the rocks rolled down the slope into the valley. And then he speaks time and again about these seven thunders, that they were so mighty, and that rapturing faith, and that all these things would be in these seven thunders. And our brothers do not follow up the matter. They don't follow the trace where it comes from to know where it actually leads to. They just say what they like without having themselves the orientation in the matter. And that's what it's about today that we are being established by God into all these things. <coughs> and what should maybe also be mentioned here is the brethren who are passing on their interpretations have lost the respect for the Holy Scripture. They've put aside the Bible and doing with the quotes of Brother Brenham what they like. And this does not count before God. Before God counts only the Word. And if a prophet would deviate from the Word, then he of course deviates from God, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and God was the Word. So, back to the word because this is our only orientation in first Peter in chapter 5 the man of God was writing as a shepherd Peter belonged of course to those who were very close to the Lord also he was a witness of of the sufferings of our Lord. And he was even present when the voice sounded on the mount of transfiguration. First Peter, chapter 5, verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. 
and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. And then comes the instruction how we shall feed the flock of God over which we have been set from verse 1 to 7. In verse 7 it's written casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. I want to openly admit that I have the impression that I did not yet manage to do this. I admit that. Sometimes I'm worried and whoever knows a bit of my responsibility he will also understand it. But I did not learn it yet to cast all my cares upon him. To cast it. You all know, if, if one casts away something, then one doesn't have it anymore. Then one doesn't have it anymore. Then the one has it to whom one had, has cast it to. Pray for me, so that God gives me grace to differentiate between the responsibility which I have towards God and between the last responsibility which God Himself has to bring His Word to the completion and to lead His Church unto perfection that I could leave everything up to God. Now, it comes from verse 8, once again. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And then comes the command, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. You all know, knowing that the same afflictions are experienced by your brethren all over the world. Of course, the church of the Lord does not only generally go through reproach and shame and all who are preaching the word they must get familiar with the fact that they by following the Lord also have to go via Gethsemane to Calvary the way of the servants of God is not bedded on roses. Satan will do everything he can to make the ministry untrustworthy to then have success with his interpretations. But thanks be to God, we know the word and we partly read it. We are of God, and he who is of God heareth us. 
And we are in Him who is true because we were born again to a living hope and the wicked one touches us not. He can roar like he likes, like he wishes. He can be furious. The lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome and the victory of our Lord has of course become our victory by His grace. Then we have here also the command in verse 10 but the God of all grace who has called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that ye have suffered a while make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Can you say Amen to that? Then the suffering served its purpose. Then it was worthwhile. Then our faith will become more precious than the gold which was refined in the fire. And he who then reads in Romans 8 from verse 28, all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. And therefore it is written, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? One thing is sure. Brother Bremen said, I don't know where he said it, he said, an elect will never persecute another elect. It's impossible. The elect make up the divine unity of the body of Jesus Christ. Not an Abel was persecuting another Abel and killed him. It was Cain who was of the wicked one, full of hatred, full of envy, full of murder. And therefore Paul writes in Galatians chapter 4 verse 28 and then also in verse 29 Ye beloved brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. We would do good if we would read all the letters in the New Testament and then paying attention what we are reading. So, 
when persecution, when things are coming which are directed against us, then our Lord speaks to us through Romans 8. Who can be against us? It is Christ who is for us. He died for us. And by this He proved that He is for us. And if, when we are for Him and with Him, then let the whole world be against us. In any case, a true child of God will never, never have hate in his heart, never, never putting up enmity, never, never being unforgiving, never, never rejecting forgiveness, but we were helped, our handwriting of requirements was torn in pieces, no one can lay a charge against us and we do not lay any charge to anyone, but we forgive one another just as God forgave us in Christ and we receive one another just as God received us in Christ. Let us leave everything to the Lord. He will make all things well. Even if it takes a long time. Of course, for us, who we are waiting for the return of the Lord, longingly we are waiting. And the, it, it doesn't matter with whom one speaks in any country of the world. Everywhere is only one longing that we wish to go home, just wishing to be taken home. But also therein, we do not decide the time God determines day and hour. Our task is it to be prepared unto this glorious day. Just to say this here in closing, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, the Apostle speaks about the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and he emphasizes that we have not followed cunningly devised fables but were eyewitnesses of His Majesty. Peter has heard the voice on the Mount of Transfiguration. He heard it with his own ears. He was not only an eyewitness, he was an ear witness. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and this voice which sounded from heaven we heard we have heard it coming from heaven and then he could write with all certainty 
and he could also preach with all certainty because he was an eye and an ear witness when the supernatural happened on earth. Brothers and sisters, I want to say here, we all who we have seen the film of Brother Brenham and saw how God was using him, how he suddenly said, you know that I am waiting for something and suddenly it was there and then the supernatural part started which the Lord Himself was responsible for to draw our attention unto the supernatural working of God in our time. Of course, not that we make a cult out of a man, but that we understand from the scripture what was connected with his sending. Because it was said, this was also a special day, the 11th of June 1933, as also the 7th of May 1946 was also a special day, days connected with the end time, connected with the plan of salvation in our time and we are really living in the time in which the last message sounds forth worldwide and where the attention of God's people has to be drawn unto that what God has promised us in His Word and what is written in it and to let our lives be placed into this divine order so that it becomes true we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. Not only that we would speak about this thing, but that we are in Him, Father, You in me and I in them. He in us and we in Him, the Word in us and we in the Word, the Spirit in us and we in the Spirit. It must, brothers and sisters, it must come to this divine harmony in the blood-bought flock. God must have His way with all of us and the Word must accomplish and will accomplish for what it was sent for. The same Peter who was very sorry that he denied the Lord three times before the cock crowed it was the same Peter to whom our Lord said in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, 
He said three times to him, Feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And then he writes that God has set into the church shepherds, maybe so long, until the great shepherd comes, until he returns to take his own home. And we want to be found as wise and faithful servants, not wise by ourselves, but divine wisdom which is given to us in the word by revelation given to us. Of this we want to have. And for this we are very grateful to God with all our hearts. Let us summarize of what is about on this weekend. The Lord has a church on earth which is being called out from all peoples, tongues and nations, out from all religions, out from all confessions, out from everything she is called out. And by this being brought back to the faith of the fathers, because the end must be like the beginning was. And so we as a part of God's people are gathered here at this place and we wish to all of God's people all over the earth God's richest blessing, revelation, insight into the plan of salvation of our God. And we wish all here and all over, that all remain in the Word. The slightest deviation merges into the greatest deception of Satan. We must remain in the Word. Without the slightest deviation from the Word, and therefore no interpretations and no explanations but God's word in the original. Yesterday we emphasized on the cross of Calvary the price was paid. The Redeemer made himself of no reputation taking upon himself the form of a servant. And therefore, we find in the book of Acts, two times in the prayer of the church, we find the term through thy servant Jesus. He who reads Isaiah 42 will find out, my servant will succeed. A bruised reed shall he not break, the smoking flags shall he not quench. He had to become a servant. The Lord became a servant for our sakes. 
He had to be prophet. He had to become mediator. He must be high priest. He had to be the Lamb of God. He had to be and become all in all. So that we through Him can become all in all. Until we then reign together with Him as kings. The greatest promise in Revelation 3 might be verse 20. He that overcometh shall sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down on the throne of my Father. We cannot go doctrinally into these things now, but we are grateful, grateful with all our hearts that also in this regard we understood the divine order. Just two scriptures, Matthew 25 from 1 to 10. There the Lord comes as bridegroom, and those who were ready, or those who will be ready, they go in with him to the marriage supper, and the door was closed. He who then reads in the same chapter, verse 31 and 32, there he comes as the Son of Man and sits down on the throne of his glory and all nations will be gathered before him and he who then goes to the Old Testament finds the places that he will judge between the nations before the millennium starts. The moment is just here to place the various comings of the Lord properly and to bring them into the context into which they belong. God made it this way that not everything is written on in one place, but the context brings it then. In verse 31 and 32, it doesn't speak about bridegroom, not about virgins, not about the marriage supper, but that he will come as son of man to sit down on the throne of his glory. Please, also you, ministering brethren, leave every word there where it belongs. And if you didn't see it yet, then wait until the revelation comes. But don't interpret anything. Leave it where it is and how it is. Because God has an order in His plan of salvation. To Him, the only God, be the praise and honor and glory and adoration. Maybe just one word to all who want to be baptized. It was yesterday morning when a young man phoned me from Berlin who was listening to my program and he addressed me with Brother Frank and he said, Brother Frank, 
The programs spoke to me and I'm so motivated by your programs and I arranged many programs in the Catholic Church. My heart almost slipped down a bit. I said, one moment, young man. What did you say just now? Yes, otherwise the churches would be empty. But by our programs, we also can draw the young people. And we are so motivated. And I said, now let me say also something here now. And behold, behold, I started. And suddenly the young man said, Please, come to Berlin. I'm ready to be baptized. I recognize that the baptism in the church is no baptism at all. In a few minutes, in a phone call, it happened. Brothers and sisters, when the hand of the Lord comes upon a man, then it happens. Then, whether we be Hindus or Buddhists, or whatever we might be, the Spirit of God reveals the Word of God. And when the Spirit of God is working, then we are just watching how the miracle of grace takes place. So, not justifying a sprinkling of infants. The biblical baptism is the baptism of believers who by faith in the finished work of redemption on the cross of Calvary received the forgiveness of sins and all whose sins were forgiven, they who received the forgiveness of sins by faith, they let themselves be baptized biblically in obedience to the word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As shown to us in all of the New Testament, starting from the book of Acts chapter 2, and as it was left to us as a divine document, all who have dedicated their life, their lives to God, who received Jesus Christ consciously as their personal Savior, you who have come to the faith, you can be baptized. Yes, and to speak with Paul and to speak also with Peter, Acts chapter 10, the last verse, and he commanded, he did not say, would you be so kind, it is a divine command, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. About God, fathers, and about sprinkling, God said nothing at all. 
Thanks be to the Lord for the light which He has given a new for the revelation and for that that we are really being led into all the truth. Just now the emphasis we are in Him who is true. We did not only hear about Him, we are in Him who is true. And therefore, only the truth of the Word of God is in us. No lie, no interpretation has place in us. The Word may not be mixed. Word is Word and no lie is of the truth. Truth is and remains truth forever. Interpretations is a lie and deception forever. So, out from all errors, back to the truth. You, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah! And now we will also pray that the arm of the Lord is stretched forth over the whole earth and that the right hand of the Lord manifests the victory in all peoples, tongues and nations. To Him, the Almighty God, be the praise and honor and glory and adoration now and forever. Hallelujah! Amen. We all stand up for prayer. And as so often, we sing a chorus. Maybe again, just as I am. Let us be in prayer. Maybe we ask our sisters to sing once again the song, Are you ready at that hour? When the Lord takes his own home. It's of course hours of preparation in these services which we have here. Our eyes look into the future, to the coming of Jesus Christ our Lord. And I also want that all 
who have heard the word from my mouth that they, they are ready on that day in the hour when the Lord returns as bridegroom to take his bride church home. Please. Wundervoll sind seine Wege. 